Could be. Good evening. Hope all of you are doing well. Tonight we're learning Maseches Chagiga Daf Chavav. We'll be stopping uh, on the top of Chavzayin tomorrow. We'll have a very short blot. I actually, anyways, have to be somewhere at nine tomorrow night. All worked up. Ashgach and Prat is perfectly so all as well. What? No, no, we'll be here. Ten minutes of Torah. No, I know. Of course. For tomorrow night's year, yeah. just like this as usual, same as usual. Yep, exactly right. So we're starting at a fresh Mishnah, four lines from the bottom on Daf Chavhei Amud Beis. The Mishnah opens with an idea that really we, we wouldn't know without knowing a little bit of Jewish history. Uh, so we'll read the first line of the Gemara and then we'll we'll look at a Rashi. Uh, the Mishnah writes, "Min Hamodin Vilifnim," from the city of Modi'in, which is uh, fifteen mil or so outside of Yerushalayim, Vilifnim, and inward toward Yerushalayim, Ne'emonin Al Klicheres. Then we trust. Then we trust in Amharetz in regards to the Tahor status of an earthenware jug. However, outwards from Modin and outwards, meaning further away from Yerushalayim, then we don't trust the Amharetz. We only trust him within 15 mil of Yerushalayim. Wow, that, what, is that, what does that have to do with anything? Either we trust the Amharetz or we don't trust the Amharetz. Why is this happening? So then the Gemara, Rashi explains as follows. Rashi is the second line into the wide lines. Dibur Hamashchel Mos Nisin Min Hamodin Belifnim. Says the Gemara, Modim, Shem Krach, Rachok Mirushalayim Tesvav Mil. Modim is the name of a city. That's 15 mil outside of Yerushalayim. Now, Mimenu Vilifnim, from that city and inwards, Litzad Yerushalayim, closer to Yerushalayim, Ne'eman, and we trust Kadarim, those who make pottery, who are Ame Haaretz, Likach Mehen Klicheres Hadakin, Kigon Kederos, Kosos, Vikitonios, these very small vessels, She'iyev Shar, Belohain, we need them, we can't be without them, but we wouldn't make them in Yerushalayim. Uvi Yerushalayim, Rashi says, Ein Osin Kivshonos, Mipnei Ha'asha, Lo Lesid, Velo Lekderos. We're not allowed, says the says Rashi, we're not allowed to have the factories that make uh, seed, that make lime, and that make pottery because the smoke would blacken some of the walls of Yerushalayim, unacceptable. So the Chachamim had to come up with a pattern. They needed the klicheres, they needed the klicheres for, um, for Beis HaMikdash stuff, to bring Kodesh, to transport it. But they couldn't have it be in Yerushalayim because we weren't allowed to make them in Yerushalayim. So then the Gemara says, the limit is Modi'in. And that's what our Mishnah is talking about. From 15 mil and inwards, from Modi'in and inwards, all is well. And then uh, we trust that person, Ketzad, back in the Mishnah, three lines from the bottom on Chavhem and Beis, Ketzad. How does this din work? So says the Gemara, Hakadar, if you have the pottery maker, Shehu Mocher Hakderos, if he's the one who's selling the pots, Nichnas Lifnim in Hamodi'in, if he is within the distance of 15 mil from Modi'in to Shalaim, Hu Hakadar, the person who makes the pots, Vehin Hakderos, and the pots, Vehin Alokhin, and the buyers, Neaman, everyone is trust trustworthy to say that this is still Kodesh. However, Yotza, if he's outside of that boundary of Modi'in, then Eino Neaman. And the Gemara picks up with uh, an obvious question from our Mishnah, which is that if you look back in our Mishnah, it says, min ha-modi'in vilifnim, and then it says, min ha-modi'in vilachutz. Now we're learners, so our brain should be saying, ad ad bichlal, or ad ad bichlal. We don't know if modi'in is inside or outside. It's actually listed as both. From modi'in outside is bad, which means modi'in is bad, and from modi'in inside is good, which means modi'in is good. So which one is it? So says the Gemara, we have a brisa that's just as confusing. Modi'in, tana modi'in, pa'amim kilifnim, pa'amim kilachutz, black on white. We see that there's a problem that sometimes modi'in is listed as inside, in which case we trust the Am Ha'aretz and modi'in, and sometimes not. How does that work, Kate? Sad the Brysa writes the last line of Chavhem and Beis. The Gemara responds: Kadar Yotze v'Chaver Nichnas. If you have the Kadar who's coming from within fifteen kilometers 
kilometers going into Modi'in. And you have the Chaver, someone is coming from outside of Modi'in to inside, and he's Nichnas, then we treat Modi'in Kilifnim. Because then from the perspective of the buyer, he's come into the 15 kilometer range. <laughs> However, if it's Shnehem, uh, if it's Shnehem Nichnasin, if both are coming into, uh, in from outside, they're coming into Modi'in, or Shnei Yotzin, or both of them are walking outward into Modi'in from Yerushalayim, then we treat a Kilachut, then Modi'in <coughs> is considered to be a place where we do not trust Ameharetz. On the top of Chavav Amaralev, Amar Abayef, we have a Brisa that's just like this. It's our Mishnah. What does it say? It says that a potter may, a pottery maker who is selling uh, pots and he goes nichnas lifnim min hamodiin. He comes inside to modiin. Taima lifnim Maybe we would infer from there that in modiin itself we don't trust the the amharetz. And then at the same time, ema seifa. Later we have yotza enunema that if a person is uh, from Modi'in and outwards, he's not trusted. Ha-Modi'in gufa neman. Seems to be that maybe we do trust him from the word Yotza. So it says the Gemara, El-Alav, exactly like we said earlier, that's when you have the Kadar going from inside the 15 kilometers into Modi'in and the buyers coming from outside of the 15 kilometers into Modi'in. That is when we trust the person. That's when we say neman. And kan And the distinction remains true. So when our Mishnah says Modi'in v'lachutz and Modi'in v'lifnim and leaves it murky, it's it's not murky. There are two different cases, and that is how the Gemara delineates. Is it only, why, why does it only mention that particular city? Is it only in the Chachamim had to pick direction? The, the Chachamim had to pick a, a consent, they had to pick a diameter of a circle around Yerushalayim, and they picked Modin. Okay, so they, they said that city and then everything in that circle. Everything in that circle within 15 kilometers. So if it was it was 15 mil from Yerushalayim, that's northeast, west, and south, or just whatever direction? It's a east. really good question. I mean, from the text of the Gemara, it doesn't appear that way, but because um, the way Rashi talks when he's describing this from Sachin is that Shem Krach, Yerushalayim, Tesvav Mil. And I would imagine it goes in all directions. I didn't, I didn't look it up, but I, that was my assumption but until you asked it. That was my assumption. I don't know. The Gemara says nine lines down or so on Chavav Amad Aleph, Tano Ne'eman, Ne'eman in Bikli Cheres Hadak in Lakodesh. We trust this Am Ha'aretz as it relates to small pieces of pottery, as it relates to Kodesh, the higher, one of the higher levels of sanctity. And Amarish Lakish Vushinitlan Biyado Achas, it has to be the type of container that's small enough to grab in one hand. Rav Yochanan Amar Afidu Sheinitlan Biyado Achas, even if it's bigger and you cannot hold it in one hand, we still trust the Am Ha'aretz. Amarish Lakish Lo Shanu El Arekanan, we're only talking about vessels that are empty. That's when we trust the Am Ha'aretz. Aval Malayan Lo, but if it's full, we don't trust them. For Rav Yochanan Amar Afidu Malayan Ve'afidu Apik Rasusa, so even if he has his clothing, a hat in there, it doesn't matter. We still are going to trust him even if it's full. The Amar Rava, Rava says a very interesting din, one that we've seen pieces of earlier. That it could be that the liquids themselves would be tamri, but the container would still be tahor. And that's fine. We still trust the Amar Arts for that. The Altatama, don't be shocked by the fact that we can have contents of a Kli that are tamri while the Kli itself is tahor. Because where did we see this? Because the Gemara says on the first of the long lines on Chavav Meral, Shaharei Lagin Malay Mashkin. If you have a barrel, or a large container that's filled with liquid, liquid, lug in tumas shiva. You can have the liquid be tame that requires tumas shiva. 
uh, sorry, lug in the container can be tame for seven days. Umashkin tahorin. So we see that we can have a split between the contents of and the container of. That brings us to a new Mishnah and Chavav Amiralev about a quarter of the way down, second line into the wide lines. If you have a money collector who is coming in to take some of your assets, he's got a lien on your property, you owe taxes, you got to collect. So they came into your house. And similarly, if you have a thief, he had a change of heart and he decided to return that which he sold. In these cases, both of them, the Gabai and the thief, are Ne'eman and Lomar Lo Naganu. We trust them to say that they didn't touch something in a way where it would make the vessel impure. That's pretty remarkable. The guy just stole something. Even if he had a change of heart, do we trust him? Let's see what the Gemara says in a little bit. Let's continue the Mishnah. Ubi Yerushalayim, that's true everywhere. In Yerushalayim, Ne'eman and Ala Kodesh, we trust these people even for that which is a loftier level of Kodesh. And if it's in the time of the year when it's actually holiday, then then we even will trust him as it relates to Truma. We even trust the Ganav and the Gabai. Says the Gemara, I'm, I'm confused. We, we said in our Mishnah that we trust the Gabai to say that he didn't touch it. Or in Minhi, we have a Brisa that doesn't say that way. If you have money collectors that go into the house, the whole house is Tameh. You don't, you don't trust the guy to say, I touched it, I didn't touch it. He's a money collector. He's going to grab whatever he sees. He sees a Rolex. Fantastic. I, we're even now. He's going to touch whatever he wants. So uh, that's what this price says. So how does that work with our Mishnah? So the Gemara says, third of the way down, five lines into the wide lines. One Mishnah is talking about where there's a, a Nahri with you, where, where the Gabai is um, accompanied by a Nahri. And the other is talking about a case where he's by himself. And so what, what does this mean? So it says the Gemara, it's not. The Mishnah writes about this as follows. If there is a non-Jew, a Nahri, who's with the money collector, with the Gabai, he's only trusted to say if he entered the house. But we don't trust him to say that he didn't touch something. So that is the new Brisa that we just learned at the opening of the Gemara, the Uriminhi. So, so you're saying don't trust? We don't trust the money collector if he's with a guy. Okay. If he comes by himself, we do trust him. And now we'll see why. Who cares if he's a company? What does that have to do with it? Did you touch the clean? Did you not touch the clean? Who cares about the guy? What does one thing have to do with the other? So says the Gemara, no. Rabbi Yochanan and These two Amoraim said, There's a, a little fear. Maybe you're not allowed to touch the Kli. He, he might say an untruth. He might say a lie because he's, he feels pressured by the, by the Nahri. He's a, government or a governmental official. He doesn't want to get caught in, uh, in some, you shouldn't have touched it. You should have touched it. He doesn't want, we can't trust him because he has a, an external pressure of the Nahri or the Malchus with him. What's the difference between these two answers? My Benayu says the Gemara halfway down. Okay, what if you're with a guy? He's your employee. He, does, he doesn't care what you do. He's not a government official. He's not a chash of a guy. Who cares what you do? So then under those circumstances, we would still trust the, the guy. But here where there's a nachri, we don't trust him. What about the Ganav? Says the Gemara Minya. Hold on one second. You're trusting the Ganav? Says the Gemara, If you have a Ganav who's in the house, We say that he's going, the places that he tramples is going to be, uh, is going to be Tame. Look at Rashi just to our right. Of course, Rashi says, anything that he steals, obviously that's going to be Tame. So how can you tell me in our Mishnah that that which he stole, oh, it's such a grace at Tzaddik now. You stole and gave, good job. But you stole it, it should be Tameh anyways. Why would you say that it's not Tameh? This is the power of Tshuva. By the way, this is retroactive. It's after he stole. It's unbelievable then. He stole it. While he stole it, he was a Russia. He was doing a Maisa Avera, should be Tameh. But he did Tshuva an hour later. 
and then and then the kli is tahor. That's unbelievable. The din of the chachamim of tuma on that kli was retroactively undone because he did tshuva. Such is the power of repentance. That's an unbelievable halacha gemara that you touch something and made a tummy, but when you do tshuva, then it's as if you didn't make a tummy in the first place. Dekanami, this is actually implied in our Mishnah that this person did tshuva. What does our Mishnah say? Dekatani, shechzir esakelem. That's a pasuk in Chumash, veishu esakzeh la shergazal. And that's, the, that's a, the, the example of a lav hanita klaseh. You don't get malkos for, for gzela, because if you steal, because you have a way of self-repairing by doing tshuva, giving it back, so therefore you're, you're in the clear as long as you give it back. So this guy gave it back, he did tshuva. Fine, that's what the Gemara says, and that, that's what our Mishnah implies by say, when it says we had said as well, that we trust and I'm it's even in Yerushalayim as it relates to Kodesh. Even very large containers, we trust the Why is that? Because as we said, because it's very, very difficult for the people. They can't buy them in Yerushalayim. You can only buy them when you're when you're outside of the city limits in a place up to and including Modi'in. So if you're, what are you supposed to do in your shalim? It becomes time. We need to trust the Amiharats. We need to trust them. Rashi on the, I think it's Rashi on the previous part of the, yeah. Rashi on the bottom of the previous page. We didn't get that far in the Rashi. He says, We don't put in rabbinic decrees that the people can't handle. And the people can't handle a rabbinic decree of not listening to an Amaretz as it relates to Klicharis because everybody needs a Klicharis. It was considered a Tzorech for the sake of the Beis HaMikdash. So therefore, we have a Din Derabonon in general about not trusting Amharis, but it doesn't apply within the city limits of Yerushalayim. Next. Did we finish this? Oh, one more. How do we know that by Truma? Normally, we're, we're even more strict in some cases by Truma than we are in Kodesh. Why do we trust in Amharetz here? Because of the Pasuk. Everyone is considered a Chavir. Even the Amharetz. Beautiful drasha. The Pasuk makes it as though all of them are considered Chavir. Even so, we still trust them as it relates to Truma within, uh, within the time frame of the Regal. That brings us to yet a new Mishnah. It was common place that so a person who opened up a barrel let's say you owned a restaurant or you some place where people were going to to get their fill of wine and they would come in they'd ladle things out on their own you'd keep the top of the barrel open people would come in they'd ladle things out they'd pay a copec whatever money they were paying and everybody went home so let's say you have your barrel that's open or you have some dough that people are going to be using and it's done over the course of the holidays that even though we only trust in arts under those circumstances but because you already opened the barrel we trust that you're allowed to then finish that that barrel under the same assumption that the that the Amharitz that was involved was Tahor during that time of the regal, like the Kula we've been discussing. The Chachamim Amram Lo Yikmor. No, once the Chachamim, uh, once we hit the end of the holiday, whole thing's over, end of conversation, and then you're obligated to to, to treat it as tummy. So the Gemara opens. Yasiv Rav Ami Rav Yitzchak Nafcha. Rav Ami and Rav Yitzchak Nafcha. Where were they? Akila de Rav Yitzchak Nafcha. They were on the porch of Rav Yitzchak Nafcha. Pasachad Amar. One of them said, Maushi and Ichen the regal Acher. Okay, if you want to say like the Chachamim of Lo Yigmor, maybe we can solve this problem. We know that on the regal, we trust the Amharats. So let me take this barrel of wine. I'll cover it up for the next few months until Pesach, and then it'll be fine because we trust Amharats. Amar Le'idach, one of the, we don't know who's talking, but one of the Amorim said to the other, Yad Everybody's sticking their hands in there. Everybody's sticking their, you can't trust these people. They're Tameh. We only had the kula on the on the yontif. What do you think was happening over yontif? You, you're going to wait three months and let people stick their hands in there. Of course, they're going to be telling me when it's not a regal. So he says back to him, that's what just happened. They all stuck their hands in there. What are you talking about? So says the Gemara, what a terrible argument. And listen to this important distinction. Up until now, 
We have the Pasuk and Chumash to tell us that, that from the time that Yontif starts till the time that Yontif ends, we have a din that there's no Tumas Amha so leave it be, everything is fine. That's the din. And what are you saying? What are you saying? Elahashta Tmeahi. Now this is Mamish Tuma. We at least had a heter over the regal to say that the Amaharat who touched it, we don't have that din right now, so we're going to be Mekil, fine. But now that it's post-holiday, it's just usser. There's no kula. You want to save it now for another hand? It's already tame. One person sticks their hand, and after another, the whole thing is tame. So says the Gemara, oh, maybe there's a machlokas tanaim within the Rabbanon. What did the Chachamim say in our Mishnah? They said, lo yigmar. They're like, okay, yeah, you can't finish it now. I understand, but what about for the regel? And then there seems to be a machlokas between these two Amoraim. So maybe within the Chachamim, maybe there's a machlokas within the Chachamim saying, oh, some say you can save it for another regel, some say you cannot. My lab tanoi, isn't that a machlokas tanaim within the Rabbanon? Says the Gemara, no, it's not a machlokas within the tanaim. It's just stama machlokas, like we have in our Mishnah, not, but, not within the Rabbanan, but between the Rabbanan and Rabbi Huda. The one who says that you're allowed to leave it is the sheet of Rabbi Huda. And that, that's how the machlokas is parsed out, but not that it's within the Rabbanan. Says the Gemara, these two shitas cannot be oriented this way. Can you possibly say that Rabbi Huda is the one who says that you can let it stay? What does Rabbi Huda say in our Mishnah? He says, Yigmor, you're allowed to finish it. But uh, so says the Gemara, Tisbara, you can't say that Rabbi Huda is of the opinion that you can let it go to another holiday. You don't have to wait. He says it's mutter to drink it right now. We already extend the cool of Yamaharit's trustworthiness after the Chag. Save it for another holiday. Drink it right now. There's no reason to wait at all. Everything's fine. Ella, it must therefore be that the shitas are reversed. Rabbi Huda is of the opinion who says that you should not hold on to it for another holiday. And the shita that says that you should, uh, you are allowed to put it for another holiday is the Rabbana. That also doesn't make sense because if Rabbi Huda in our Mishnah holds that Yigmar, you can drink it, then what does it mean? My lo according to the to Rabbi Huda. It says the Gemara, you don't need to, you can drink it. It doesn't mean lo it doesn't, mean, it doesn't mean like the words seem to imply that you're not allowed to. You can if you want, but that doesn't matter. You can drink it. There's no need to hold off. You can drink it. Very good. That brings us to yet a new mission of five lines from the bottom of Chavav Medal. Let's continue. Once a holiday was over, Mavri and Altaras Azara, they'd go through the base of Mikdash and they would, they would have to purify all of the Kalim in the base of Mikdash. That, that is a big job. You want to hire a moving company for that one. They had to pick up all of the Kalim and they had to be Metahar everything. Now, over if a holiday ended and the next workday was a Friday, it was too much work to do on a Friday. And if the holiday ended on a Thursday, they would not do this Tahara process before Shabbos. They'd wait until Sunday. Even if the holiday ended on Thursday, uh, on Wednesday, and then it ended up being that on Thursday, uh, that was the next day at work. Still, that was Thursday, Friday wasn't enough time to retire everything. The Kohanim are very busy. What were the Kohanim busy with? One line of Gemara, two lines from the bottom. From Oh my gosh, there were so many Korbanos. There were so many ashes and they had to move them out. That, that was what they were doing. Just shovel. I mean, I'm sure they weren't using only shovels. What huge bin after huge bin. What was that thing called? The Psach there? Um, we learned about this in Tummy. This like kind of large pot with two handles, whatever. They were dumping it in there and they would then uh, schlep it out. Okay, next Mishnah, two lines from the bottom. Ketzad, Mavir, and Altaras, Azara. How do they, how do they, how are they matahar everything in the base of Mikdash? No big deal. Madbilan, Esakalim, Shahib, and Mikdash. They take all of them. All right, everybody, grab a couple of things. We're going into the mikvah and everybody's going to tell them. The Omrim Lahem, Rashi says, we're talking about uh, Ame Haaretz. We say to the Ame Haaretz, Kizaharu, you should be careful. Shilotigu, Please don't touch the Shulchan, Ame Haaretz. You're going to ruin things. Don't touch. 
There were always uh, backups and backups to the backups of Kalim and the Beis Mikdash. That if the first one became Tami, we'd have a backup to use. No problem. Everything in the Beis Mikdash requires these things are treated as part of the ground. We have a principle in regards to Tumah that anything that's Mechubar Lakarka cannot become Tami. Chairs in this room could become Tami. The walls, the carpet, the ceilings, well, maybe the ceiling tiles could. But anything that's not removable can become, uh, cannot become Tami. The Chachamim Omrim, no, because they're covered. Now, we had said, Our Mishnah said that we only had to tell them to be careful about the Shulchan. But this Bryce says that we need to tell the Amei Haaretz to be careful about two things. They have to be careful about the Shulchan and the Menorah. The town of my time Lotani Menorah. Why does our Mishnah only tell us about the Ami Haaretz as it relates to the Shulchan that they should be careful, but not about the Menorah? Because Shulchan by Shulchan, we have the language of Tamid, and therefore we have to be careful with that. However, Menorah looks Tamid. The author of our Mishnah excludes the case of Menorah. We don't have to warn the Ami Haaretz about that because it doesn't say Tamid. Okay, but Yidach, the new Brisa that we just brought at the beginning of the Gemara, why did you include Menorah? He says, because Kevin Dechsi, because the Pasuk says, because there is a menorah that is opposite the shulchan, and in fact, that's the lay of the land, is that we know that one's on the north wall, one's on the south wall, opposite one another. It's as if we make an equation that they're very similar to, to one another, and they both have a status of tamid. What about the other sheet that doesn't learn like this? He says, you can't learn that. When the Pasuk says, what does it mean? That was not to tell you whether or not it's susceptible to Tuma. That was to tell you the location of it. It's exactly opposite the menorah. The Shulchan and menorah are exactly opposite one another in the Kodesh. So it says the Gemara, oh, good. So then the Gemara says, so maybe we should learn um, that the susceptibility of Tuma for this thing has only to do with the fact that it's a stationary item. Maybe we should say that the Shulchan is just, un, even if they touched it, it wouldn't be a problem. So it says the Gemara can't be. My time. Well, what's the reason why we don't say that and why it is susceptible still to Tuma? Because it's comparable to a sack. Just like something that can be carried both full and empty. Anything that can be carried full and or empty would then be problematic. And Hainami, the Shulchan as well. We know that the Shulchan was picked up. How do we know this? Let's have a read. We're a third of the way down. The Pasuk says that the Shulchan is Torah. What is it implied if it says that the Shulchan is Torah? That it's possible for the, for the Shulchan also to be Tameh. How could you say that it's going to be Tameh? So it's meant to be stationary. So says the Gemara. They did used to pick up the Shulchan. We learned about this, I think. That they picked up the Shulchan. Does that say that here somewhere? Gimel? Yeah, I think we did learn. I remember learning it somewhere, I think. It says, So what did they do halfway down? They'd raise up the shulchan to showcase the showbreads. You need to see how much a Kaddish Baruch Hu loves you. The way that we remove the chala is as it was put on. There was a miracle that took place with the lechem apanim. That as it was put in, it came out. That the bread was still warm as, as though it came out of the oven a whole week later when they were about to take off the showbread the lechem apanim and switch them out. So that's what's going on here. And that's why we can't use the argument of it's stationary because it's not stationary. They used to pick it up. And because it's, they picked it up, now it's not mechubar lekarka. And therefore, once it's, once it's, then it's comparable to a sack and anything that's metalta mali or then it's susceptible to tumor. Maybe we should say that, listen, it's covered in gold. What's everybody so worried about? 
It's fine. It's not the wood. You're not touching anything other than the gold. We learned in the Mishnah, a table and another type of foldable table, seemingly some type of table that was uh, buildable. If the covering of the, if the tzipui, the covering of metal that was on there was scratched off. That if there was a small space that was not covered, so then we would say that it's susceptible to tumah because the wood was accessible. Rabbi Huda Omer, it had to be a bigger space in order to be susceptible to tumah, and that bigger space was for pieces of meat that were larger than the cup. Now, either way, and if you want to say that this is taka true, that this is the parameter, and shiny then maybe the wood that was used for the shulchan was so special, an expensive type of wood, they're so chashiv that they're not batil, they're not secondary they're not um they're yeah they're not but they're not nullified to the coating in other words the coating can become tummy but not the wood itself we wouldn't say that with such special wood that's only true because he says that with an inexpensive wood that would there would be one one halachic status and with expensive wood there would be a different halachic status with the expensive wood it's not bottled to the coating and with the inexpensive it is bottled to the coating so fine i understand that about the that that makes perfect sense klimasamim is that more expensive wood the wood of the asay shit however that only works according to reish lakish according to reish lakish who says that the wood will always be bottled even if it's the High level wood, it'll be it'll be battle to the coating that's around it. Michael and Maymar, then we don't understand how this Gemara would work. Maybe it depends on how long lasting the coating is. That question was already asked and answered. Well, what if the tzipui, the covering is only temporary? Or something that if the metal covers over the lip of the wood, different types of coatings. What did he write? Say back to Rav Yochanan. To Reish Lakish, Rav Yochanan responded, "Lo shna betzipui omid, lo shna betzipui shein omid, lo shna bechope es levaz vezav, lo shna beeno mechope, besheeno mechope es levaz vezav." Doesn't matter. Under all circumstances, the halacha is different. So, if that's true, then how do we understand this uh, this this question according to uh, the sheet of Rav Yochanan? Says the Gemara, "El shiny shulchan." The table is different. The Rachmana Karya eats. Yeah, you're right that the shulchan is covered in metal. It's true, but the Torah doesn't refer to it based on the metal. How does the Torah refer to the Shulchan as wood? And because it refers to it as wood, therefore it's susceptible to Tumah, even though it's covered. Says the Gemara, The Pasuk is speaking specifically about the Shulchan, and we refer to it as Eitz, and therefore, even though it's covered, it doesn't matter, still susceptible to Tumah. Says the Gemara, the Pasuk is a little difficult. Look at the first word of the Pasuk on the top line. It says Hamizbeach, and then it ends with Shulchan. So it asks the Gemara, Pasach b'mizbech v'sayim b'shulchan. The Pasuk starts out by talking about the Mizbech and it ends with Shulchan. So then the Gemara teaches us an extremely important idea, one that we know of and one that rabbis do speak about from the pulpit periodically, and with this we'll close. Rabbi Yochanan v'reishlakish da'amrei tarvayu. They both say the same thing. B'zman she'beis ha'mikdash kayam. When the Beis ha'mikdash is built, when it was when it was around, Mizbech mechaper al ha'adam. Then the Mizbech could atone for our, our, uh, our failures and our frailties. However, a person's table, the way that they treat their table, uh, with all the musr that goes into how we should treat our Shabbos tables, that is what is mechaper on us. We will stop right here, Mir Tashem, tomorrow. We'll have a short 10 to 15 minute shir. We'll finish up the mesechta. We'll have a little rikud. Maybe we'll have a quick l'chaim. And then we will pick up again on Wednesday with the first blot of Maseches Yivamos. Wishing you all a beautiful night.
Oh, sign up for the dinner once I send you a link, which I haven't sent you.